1: What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deis at the Lame Shows, where you can find me, Alan, in the building. Congrats. Croatia made it through. My prediction was wrong. Today's a good day. Today is a good day. Yesterday was a really
2: good day, today's also a good day.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, uh,
1: I was toggling back and forth on the games, and I just saw you put in all caps VLOSIC. And I'm like, all right, Croatia I, scored.
2: Yep, I've been, I've been hyping up for like three years because he's been very consistent from qualifiers in Nations League. So I'm glad he delivered on a big stage. And, you know, Luka Modric is 35 years old. People thought he was aging. He, he still got it. still got it. And then Perisic as usual, big game. Yeah, it was very satisfying uh, just because there was a lot of stress going to it. Scotland had big-time momentum. Uh, they had a home advantage even though COVID affected them a little bit. And it was just a lot of – it was like a negative vibe around Croatia. But – you know their big big game players stepped up, and thankfully the last part of the Golden Generation will not be going outside. Now they get the setup with a phenomenal match against Spain. Their consecutive Euros we get Spain, Croatia. The first time in the knockout stage though, so the stakes are even higher.
1: Hmm. Modric going up against well, I can't even the no, no. Of players.
2: Hey, but Modric, cause you saw him out um out on the field today was uh, Busquets. So mm-hmm. Modric Busquets been going on for like eight years now, so. That's also that should be fun.
1: Yeah, so the stage is set now. The last sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some questions I want to ask, and I'll give answers mm-hmm. to as well. Thoughts on the biggest letdown in the group stages? What team disappointed you? Or even a team that advanced that disappointed you, because for me it's England, bro. Like I, I you're just still, you're so I, <laughs> off I don't see it. I don't two see goal, it.
2: F- No team has scored fewer goals as a group than England. They yeah. only scored two goals. Raheem Sterling.
1: Yeah, yeah, and dude, Sancho. Uh, I saw a stat that said he has the most goals and assists, in uh, your top five in, leagues in or boom top player? five yeah. leagues. And dude can't even like this doesn't even get dressed. I think uh, as I was watching them and obviously because of the guys that got mm. COVID, uh Mount, Mount Chilwell, yeah and and then uh Billy Gilmore
2: on uh, Scotland, yeah, big that was just a big loss. Yeah, yeah.
1: and uh I, I, I kind of shouted him out on the previous show. All I was right. like, they got this young kid, nineteen years old, plays for Chelsea, yeah, and he won Man of the Match against England yeah. from the Scottish side. And you know, he gets COVID and then those guys sit out. I still feel like England doesn't know who their best eleven is,
2: and now it's concerning because it doesn't look like Mason Mount will play in the first knockout stage game, which is against Germany. Mm-hmm. And Mason Mount's like a regular in that starting eleven; he will always get in. Showall is a backup, but the fact that they don't know what they're going to do, with Mount. I think Grealish will start there, but it's like England's accustomed to playing four three three. Now they're trying to play a four a three a four two three one, where Grealish is number ten. I'm not sure if it's necessarily fitting in. I think it's got to be really concerning that Harry Kane just has not – he hasn't even looked close to scoring. Like, he had one chance, but even then it was just like it was pretty well saved. He just does not look threatening. So, it just – you saw all the hype with England, all their attacking talent. It's just two goals in three games in a group that – okay, a group's competitive, but you still expect a lot more.
1: Yeah. Yo, um, Harry Kane doesn't do it for me at all. Wow.
2: Yeah. Damn, yeah. it's a take.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I uh, like I like forwards like Lukaku, forwards like that uh, imposes
2: their will. Yeah, yeah, man,
1: that could break you down physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the run-ons uh, onto the ball, like I know Mbappe doesn't play forward for France. He's like that outside winger left winger, yeah. But I need I like forwards like that. Harry Kane, just he reminds me a lot of Rude Van Nistelrooy. Whoa, just kind of cleans up. In the box, no, I, I
2: think he's a little more technically better than Van because Kane could legit dribble, like, he could be, he could actually be a number 10 if he wanted to because he does create chances. But uh, I don't think he, like, in the air, like, I, I think Van Nistelrooy was a much more like a physical presence yeah. compared to Kane. But I just think I don't know if Kane's just so burnt down because he never misses time, like, he, he doesn't looks rest. Oh man, yeah, because all those years at Tottenham, them, they never really had a true backup striker, and he would. He'd be playing Europa League games like he just never misses time. The only time he misses is when he gets injured, which tends to be every year. So, yeah, he does look a little worn. I just I think until I don't know when it will be, but like I feel like they're just the Premier League in general. They hit pl- too many games, and then these players break down. It, you see it a lot. Like they have an extra cup tournament. They constantly got these like preseason packages. Like it's just I feel like a lot of their English players are overworked and. Maybe this leads to exhaustion. I'm not trying to make excuses for them because they have been underwhelming, but it's just I think there's got to be a better way. And even though this is now a 26 uh, man squad, mm. which was part of the I guess what benefited these teams at the Euros just because of the longer season, COVID, um, the bigger squad. But I don't think Southgate's really used the squad. You know, we mentioned Sancho before, and but you know, at least we'll see like Jordan Henderson's back now, so maybe he could be a decent presence. Harry Maguire, so they're getting some guys healthy back, but it's just. The fact that they don't really have a set 11 going to a knockout stage, even though they're in a the favorable bracket, still pretty concerning.
1: Yeah, so yeah. their side of the bracket, though, you know, I don't know what to make of Germany because they look like world beaters against Portugal, mm-hmm. and then they lose to Hungary.
2: Well, draw Hungary. Draw Hungary, yeah,
1: yeah, Because yeah, yeah. they were trailing twice. Yeah. 1-0, then Germany ties in, and then almost immediately Hungary. Yeah, Hungary was pretty impressive, man.
2: Oh, I wish they were in another group because they 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 just like we talked about before. They're very intense and they don't have many big names, but they get in your face. That they will press you and uh it's a cruise of them. And they're also very well organized. Yeah, yeah. You uh, besides the Portugal game, they never really crumbled. They were very compact and they made life difficult in which I thought was an incredibly hard group, as we all know.
1: I uh, I kind of beat you to it, but who was the biggest letdown in the group stages for you? Um... Because I'm going with England. They just... Wow. They <laughs> a good team that won the group. Yeah, a team that won the group, but they didn't impose their will on anybody. It was very lackluster. I expect... Maybe because my... Ex- I always talk about, like, yeah. your expectations, and then, yeah. you know, if you lower your expectations, you know, you're coming into this tournament. You have all three games in London. You have this generational offensive talent mm-hmm. at your disposal. You're the tournament favorite. Mm-hmm. Right. You have a chance now with them winning the group. If they make it to the final, they're playing six of the seven games at at Wembley. So they're not really traveling unless Mm -hmm. even this game in the round of 16 against Germany is going to be in London. The quarterfinals would be somewhere else. Okay. Wow. That's such an advantage. Because then semis and the final is in in Wembley. So maybe because my expectations were so high for them, I'm disappointed. But they just... I, I think
2: the public's expectations because people are talking about England third favorites going to tournament I didn't see it I thought they're more like a top five but uh, if you look at this appointment like it's crazy how Croatia and Spain have completely swayed uh, no they're playing each other but their performance in their final respective games is You definitely can't put them in now. I guess because I hadn't won the cores. I guess I could go Turkey. I really thought Turkey was going to do something. A lot of
1: people were high on Turkey. I mean.
2: Because if Turkey, they were going to play the second place of B, like Wales, Denmark, if Turkey, and I just thought, okay, kind of bodes well. And I just thought a lot of their players, best players are coming off their best club season. So I thought it all aligned. But we're talking about one goal, eight goals allowed. It's just what a complete nightmare for them coming off a... You know, past two years, they've beaten France, they've beaten uh, Netherlands, but they just look completely disorganized. So, yeah, if I have to go with one, I'm just going to go with Turkey, but ooh, Spain, Croatia, they thankfully, they, they, uh, they delivered because I thought those were two prime
1: candidates just based on the first two games. Biggest surprise of the group stages, hmm. Sweden winning the group? That's a good one. I
2: just, I'm i still shocked how dominant Italy's looked, but I feel like that's kind of a... Yeah. That's kind of it. I just, they've they just looked completely dominant. That's a, that's a kind of. Maybe it ties kind of into what,
1: we're, what I was just talking about with England, where your expectations yeah, were, you were yeah, kind of yeah. low, and now they surpass right. it. You Because
2: cause to me, no team has come close than Italy when it comes to the group stage. I think they've looked the most complete. I know Belgium and Netherlands have nine points, but both of them have had their moments of looking shaky. I just think Italy has really not played uh, a stretch where I was a little questioning them. For me, they've looked in complete control 270 minutes. So. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with Italy. I think the biggest surprise is it, just the fact of how they're playing. This free flowing, very ultra aggressive. You know, not relying on set pieces and defending. It's just they, they're just playing free flowing
1: stuff. You gotta love it. This this isn't a, a, a the surprise for this one for me, and why I'm gonna say France is not because they didn't make. Obviously, they made it through. And they won the group. They won the group. They're underwhelming. But it seems like their offense, with all that talent that mm-hmm. they have, is kind of just like packing in defensively and Pogba long balls for Mbappe to run behind. Because the only time that like France has caused chaos is Mbappe on those runs, earned the penalty kick today against S- uh. your, your boy uh, Semedo. You are talking yeah. about, you called it out, man. You said, Oh my god, Mbappe running is, on him. Been just...
2: a while. I told you, man, he's just he's a liability. But uh, if you look at the Hungary game, uh, Lloris, even the goalkeeper, sent over a top and Hungary's two center backs got discombobulated, and then it led to uh, Griezmann scoring. So, when you have a cheat call like Mbappe, send the ball over, especially a skillful middle midfield like France. But I think some things haven't gone to plan, like Pavard's been kind of a liability, he didn't start. Now they're playing like a center back at right back, and uh, I can't say his name. Konade, I think you say his name, but Pavar being disappointed, Rabio hasn't really clicked. You know, it's good to see Melis backfiring. Yeah, he scored two goals, yeah, and you know he bad. even
1: had one lot against Germany. Yeah, so he should be up at, at at three. They let him take the penalty, which was something that I kind of had a feeling. I remember telling my pops because we were looking at. Benzema was one of our favorite long shot picks. He was like 30 to 1. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you didn't know if he was going to start coming into it with Giroud over there, too, and what they were going to do with Mbappe. But when they had Benzema in, I had a feeling that they would, if they earned the penalty kick at some point, that they would let him take it. Nah. And both he, he scored for France twice and Ronaldo scored twice mm-hmm. for Portugal. Dude, VAR has been... Had a strong start. Yeah.
2: And then they did Day on Lover and Dirty in the Czech Republic. Yo. <laughs> That's a so I
1: have a problem with all sorts of replay across all sports. Ugh. Dude, the when you slow it down like to the very millisecond, obviously it's gonna look like a handball. Right. You know, like or vicious foul. Or vicious foul yeah. or the out of bounds on like the slight tip yeah. of your pinky. There was a play in the Clippers and Suns game where The ball went out. Booker's dribbling it with like nine seconds left. And Pat Beverly slaps it out of his hand. But it clearly looked like it was out on the clippers. Mm -hmm. And then on the replay, it like I mean, the ball doesn't even ricochet. It was so just tiny. And then when you do the replay and like the the defender just basic instinct kind of just turns Mm -hmm. away to protect his face and the ball hits him in the hand. Penalty kick. Mm -hmm. They're they're overturning everything with the VAR. Uh there was a play in the Spain game with Slovakia where I didn't really think it was a penalty because the dude went to clear the ball. Yeah, those are and, I hate those and kind Co- of penalties. Uh, and yeah. Koke just Kobe. puts his foot in there and it's like, yo, the guy didn't even see Koke coming. Um there was uh Portugal won a penalty kick on like a handball too, right. where the defender kind of just looks away and like his hand is on his body. They say he,
2: unnatural they'll, they'll say it, but it's just like
1: and then oh, you hear God. the people doing the commentary. There's like an old referee now. Mark
2: Kleinberg. Oh, he's the worst. Oh my
1: Mark Kleinberg. Like who's he, the NFL ref that they have for replays? Dean Blandino. Well, Dean Blandino was the four. Is like the, the or pro- or Gene uh, Steph
2: Steph territory territory. There you
1: go. Oh man, that guy.
2: Yeah. Mark Clattenburg will always make the game more about himself than like I hate referees that try to impose their themselves in the game where they have like these theatrical moments where it's like oh they gotta whether they present a yellow card or all, like or any sort of any sort of instant like they just gotta make themselves look so big and it's, mm-hmm. uh, you're a referee the game's not about you like just do your job so yeah he's annoying but yeah I thought VAR was gonna improve but I thought the start of the tournament was working but. Recently, it's just, and I hate when it takes like three, four minutes. It's just on and on. Well,
1: also what's one of the coolest things about soccer is Mm -hmm. it's hard to score. Mm -hmm. And when you do score, you have that authentic roar from the crowd. You have that reaction from the players. Now it's like, unless it's a shot from 30 yards out Mm -hmm. or a free kick, now, if there's a ball played in a long ball, you gotta wait and see for VAR. Was the right. guy on sides? Yeah. What?
2: Yeah, it happened to uh, Morata against Poland. Poor Morata! Like, well, uh, it
1: happened. For, <laughs> it happened in uh, Benzema in in that first game against Germany. Ah, yeah. Bappe comes out the off the side, plays the yeah. ball in. Benzema scores. This is a celebration. Oh, Benzema's first goal for it, France in five years. Yeah. Before you know it, off sides. It's
2: just such a buzzkill. And It's really draining too. It's just like ah. Oh.
1: It just sucks because now yeah. you can't even celebrate the you mm. can't even celebrate. Unless it's the a real
2: decisive, like clear goal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dude, also I mentioned that Clippers and Suns game. Do you know that the last the last twenty four seconds in that game? You ready for this? Lasted eighteen minutes. There yeah. was like four replays. Man. That's what I'm talking about. It it dilutes your product. Yeah. It's terrible. It's like, yo, that's one of the biggest pet peeves I have with college basketball.
2: Yeah, just about to mention that, yeah. It's you, like, yo,
1: you're watching the last uh, four minutes of the game. It's going to take like an hour.
2: So many free throws. Like, even Jay Billis says that. He's like the biggest advocate for college basketball. He's just like, yo, this is taking way too long.
1: When did that start? Or has that always been something? I think it's always been something. But now with, like, you can challenge plays now in the NBA. Right. And you have, a, it just... Remember the NFL was challenging pass interference plays for like a season
2: because the Saints got upset, understandably upset. But
1: I think it was like ninety percent of them didn't get overturned. No,
2: (laughs) it became like a waste of time. Even when it looked, like, conclusive, like, okay, maybe this should be changed. It's like, oh, okay, I guess not. I remember when DeAndre Hopkins got, like, just leveled by Marlon Humphrey in the back of the end zone. It was, like, the clearest PI, and uh, Bill O'Brien challenged it, and he still didn't get it. We're like, all right, well, this is pointless.
1: Yo, I remember that, too. He got, like, mugged, like, literally in the back of the end zone. Hopkins
2: could not make a play on the ball, and they're like, nah, it's okay.
1: Yo, you know, it's, it's funny. The NFL always overreacts to a marquee play. Like that play that happened to the Saints, mm-hmm. then they start challenging. Pass interference, they had the same shit with the catch rule. I mean, oh, you didn't know yeah, what a catch I mean, I, I still don't. Dude, I'm 30. I don't know what a catch nah, is anymore. I just,
2: just hope so. I just hope it makes sense.
1: <laughs> you just, yeah, it's just crazy. But uh, going back to the Euro Cup, um, I want to get into some previews of some of these matches that we got around the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Before we do, I want to give a shout out to the members of the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash veterans minimum and over there you can get exclusive content. Going to be starting the team by team previews next week. Going to do some changes to the Patreon. Going to dedicate an episode to mentioning some of those changes and uh, going to be running things a lot more smoothly and uh, swiftly, especially with the free time now. Um, there was an episode on Patreon where i talk about some of the things happening behind the scenes so now i'm able to just create content full-time so i appreciate everyone who's helped supported along the way nick chavez christopher velasquez daniel gibson Corey johnson hoops ryan pisner devin Rendone. thank you all for the support and your monthly contribution to the patreon unfortunately for your motherland rough side of the bracket to be on
2: I know if um if Perisic didn't score a third goal, they would have been where the Czech Republic's at. So now, Kurecia really, because yeah, so that swayed it because uh, uh they like Czech Republic has like a goal ahead of them, but then Croatia scored. I think they had the same goal differential. Croatia had four goals, Czech Republic had three, so Croatia went up to second place when everyone thought they would be in third. So that was a big change. Another one was uh so while Lewandowski was going crazy today. It was two nothing Sweden, and then it was two two, and it looked like Spain was going to win a group. And then ninety fourth minute, Sweden scores, yep. so that was like oh Croatia Spain. Even though that's the one I, I love big matchups, so I'm all for it. I'm not and I'm not someone that has like ultra super high expectations for Croatia at this point. Let's just have some fun. But uh, I think it's just a little uh, like if you're English or Dutch or even German, you got to be excited. But it's just to me like the one side with. Italy, Belgium, Portugal, France, like, to me, like, four of the best teams in Europe are on one side. Mm -hmm. And then the other ones, like, besides England, Netherlands, and Germany, you know, it's the land of opportunity.
1: Yeah. So, let's go through the both brackets, and we'll give you the Mm matchups, too. But I want to point out these matchups right now that I'm going to mention. Belgium, Portugal. Oh, my God. Talk about a bar fight, I huh? feel
2: like there's going to be a lot of goals. Because both back fours... Well, Belgium plays a back three are very shaky. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. a lot of firepower on both yeah. sides. And Belgium offense. really hasn't been tested yet, so... Yeah.
1: All right, so Belgium-Portugal. The winner of that plays the winner of Italy-Austria.
2: Yeah. Goodbye, good Italy
1: France-Switzerland is <laughs> going to play the winner of Croatia-Spain. Yeah, World Cup
2: final rematch. The sto- story will not be the same.
1: Those teams that we've mentioned... That is the path to the final. Man. On the other side, Sweden, Ukraine Ugh. will play the winner of England, Germany. The Czech Republic plays Netherlands. Wales plays Denmark. That is the path to get to mm-hmm. the final. For as bad as it's been for England, what a fucking draw for them. And you called it
2: with the Dutch the semifinal. Well, my my
1: favorite a, my favorite bet of the entire tournament. You call the, If you were to be like, yo, Lamb, here is a thousand dollars. You have a free play. What is your favorite bet of the tournament? Plus two twenty. It was at the time, the Netherlands to get to the semifinals. They're gonna play the Czech Republic. Then they play the winner of Wales versus Denmark. It's a beautiful draw for they them. Can't get any more favorable. This is uh. I know De Boer is already on the hot seat with yeah. a lot of fans. <laughs> I feel like, and I've been throwing this yeah. term around yeah. a lot lately. It's a fireable offense if they don't at least make to the semis. Yeah, because if you make it to the semis and then you draw England, you're playing them in Wembley. You know, you,
2: it's thing, especially for a, a country that hasn't qualified last two tournaments. It's still a bit of a, a revamping sh- process. Yeah, and that's, don't have your leader
1: right. And that's a huge, huge win for that yeah. program and yeah, that yeah. country moving forward. So it's a uh, it, it's a very fascinating draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the draw for the Netherlands. But let's go. Let's go game by game. Let's start off with Belgium and Portugal. You mentioned the back lines for both teams. I agree with you. I think high scoring for sure. I already got my eye on that over. Uh-huh. I make some financial investments. Man, Ronaldo is at five, five goals in the group stage. Three, three penalties. Three penalties. Wow. And one bullshit tap in.
2: Right. right well, place very, place well, very well. Very uh, well executed counter. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Right place. Right time. Yeah.
1: He also missed an absolute layup, like a against Hungary. Like a the yeah. pie kind of situation in that one game, but man, he's up at he's up at five goals now, All and right. the way it's looking, the next closest guy has three. You have Lukaku, Schick. Um, is there someone else? It's Lukaku, Schick, Ronaldo's ahead of them, and then oh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, yes, to Gino, Ronaldo, man, yeah, he's having a great tournament Same. right now. Right now, I would say maybe, maybe player of the tournament so far. Has two assists as yeah. well, and. He's he's really, he's the real standout. There's, I don't think there's a
2: real standout in Italy as good as they are. Like I don't know, like who's the player you could really take out? Oh
1: my guy, Spinazzola, baby. Spinazzola, yeah. If
2: Verratti keeps playing the way he played against Wales, watch out. Right, but
1: uh, Spinazzola didn't play in that third game. Right. So maybe if you start of, doing the yeah. whole like games played kind of thing, but Belgium Portugal, tell us a little bit about it. Ooh man, like obviously we're talking. Isn't about, this a game hard. that if you this is a game you should go with your boys to the bar? Yeah. Like put, put up Sunday together. three
2: o'clock East Coast time. Oh. It, this is this is, it's a great slot, not, not too early, and uh, we're gonna see De Bruyne in action. Like uh, I, I'm waiting for him to be in the big game because I feel like De Bruyne always turns it up in big games. And you know at this point, whatever the guy has, they, they will get out of it. But it's just my whole question is like, how are we gonna see Belgium take pressure? Because I just I was really concerned about that first half performance because Denmark I know in Copenhagen intense environment just after Has happened. But Belgium, and this is like the last, if not the last tournament, at least maybe World Cup is a true last. But this going generation, now you have a real, like they won the group and you're playing Portugal. We saw what happened the last time Portugal got third place. They won the whole tournament. Now, I don't think they can rely on winning an extra time every time. So, uh, it's, it's a funky batch of, I, I just wonder you want to talk about a guy that doesn't really know his best team in Portugal? Like uh, Fernando Santos is still moving around his team. I did like they brought in Renato Sanchez. I think he is. It could be a difference maker. So that's good. But Yo, so, hold on. Uh, Whatever happened to him, dude? So one yeah.
1: play, a young player at a tournament in in 2016. Yeah, then he went
2: to Bayern. Bayern. Didn't and... work there. He went to Swansea, which is a bad oh, move. I was say, yeah, like, like, he went Wigan. to a bad English club. I remember he went to like some. Yeah. But he's gone to Lille. He won the French league, and now he's like, I think he's going to sign himself for a big move. He's just someone that. He's built really differently as a midfielder. He has that wide body, very explosive. I think he's a much better passer now. Uh, it just—it's just—I found interesting that they benched Bruno Fernandes, which is a big. call. Cool. I think they—they own. I think him and Ronaldo aren't playing well together. So, uh, between that, I think for now, Santos has taken a little bit of a conservative approach, which you kind of see saw in the past. And I think they just at this point like. The game plan: How to stop Lukaku? Like seeing thirty-eight-year-old Pepe against Lukaku—that's gonna be—and knowing Pepe's theatrics, you're gonna see one minor elbow, and Pepe's gonna go flying. <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen? But its, it's a lot of star power. Of I want to say I'm slightly favoring Portugal, but it's like uh, you gotta put the Lukaku because I think Lukaku is the best number nine in the world for at least another year. Once Holland goes somewhere, I think Holland will ultimately be the best number nine. But for now, I'm gonna claim Lukaku.
1: It's hard to argue against that. I want to mention something right now that stands out to me. Portugal now has longer odds to win the Euro than they did at the start of the tournament. Mm-hmm. They're 11 to 1. They were 9 to 1. Belgium, same thing. They're at 9 to 1. Tough road, man. That side of the bracket is going to be chaos because yeah. you got France now, who's the current favorite. Then you got Italy in second yes. at plus 650. And then you got England at 7 to 1 odds. You could actually get England at a better number now mm-hmm. than you could at the start yeah. of the tournament. I just, I don't know. I trust
2: Portugal's, I guess, all around players more. But Belgium doesn't have great depth. That's the problem. The fact that Hazard is just not effective at all. All their center backs are getting older. Like, I, I know Portugal's, they've looked a little bit disheveled, but, you know, I still, like, I think Ruben Diaz is one of the best center backs Well, I, I trust him, and, you know, I'm going to trust that front of uh, Bernardo Silva, Ronaldo, and um, Diego Jota, who I think is having quite a very good tournament. Uh, I've, I've talked to Portugal a lot. I'm still going to back them, but. It's just like watch Lukaku just bangs in a, a brace and would not be surprising one bit.
1: How do you feel about how Hazard has looked?
2: I think he meant – I believe he made in an interview that uh, his knees are never going to be the same, and you could just tell he doesn't have that, that explosiveness anymore. Like, he hasn't beat people as much. Like, I think he's still clever on the ball, but you could just tell like, – I think at this point, he might be best used as an impact sub. You just hope he could bring something. I don't think you could rely on him for 90 minutes.
1: Oh, 90 minutes, no way. Yeah, yeah. I think his best role, you bring him on in the 60, 65th minute. Mm-hmm. And then you just hope for the best there. But now you got to worry about the knockout stages too, right. extra time and how that factors in. And, yeah. and there's one thing I want to point out for you degenerates out there. You got to be careful what you're betting on, because there's two kind of bets that you can make now in the knockout stages. Mm-hmm. There's the the 90 minute bets, which is Belgium draw Portugal, and then there's the two advance. So it happens a lot, Alan, where someone bets Portugal and then Portugal wins in penalty kicks and they're like, yo, where's my bet? I hit Portugal. Yeah, but you bet them in the 90. Oh. So the three-way betting it's called because you could bet Belgium, the draw and Portugal mm-hmm. or you could bet to advance, which is two selections, obviously. Ooh. It's tricky now. You got to be careful. You got to be careful with what you're betting on because it's happened to a lot of friends of mine. Mm. They'll pick, like, Mexico to go through, and then they're like, yo, the Mexicans won. Where's my bet at? It's like, yeah, dude, but the 90 minutes, they won in overtime. I wonder
2: how much people got hurt by Portugal never winning in full time at the last year (laughs)
1: So yeah, they, a lot of a lot of draws yeah. And you know how teams are Come 75th, 80th minute If it's 1-1-0-0 uh-huh. They're kind of playing for extra time there right. They play a little bit more conservative They don't yeah. go as attacking
2: We'll say that I wonder With the extra subs First time we've had five subs at Major Tournament How it's much a hell of, hell of a difference that's going to make That's a
1: hell of a yeah. point,
2: yeah That's something you have to keep in mind But with a keeper like Kota though I could see Belgium They wouldn't mind going to penalties Because I think Kota is one of the best in the world
1: yeah. yeah. No, nah, especially and he had a yeah. great great season at Real Madrid yeah. too. So you're going with uh Portugal? I'm gonna go Portugal. I'm backing in Hey a powerhouse is gonna be out right yeah. after this. I wanna go Portugal too, and I'm gonna go Portugal too. Belgium just doesn't they not. Have that their, they, don't they have do their it for they, me. F- they have their moments. It's just not consistent. Yeah. Yeah, it's not consistent. And like you said, in the group stages, they weren't tests. Where Portugal, we saw them get tested. Every game. And I think I'm going to go with Portugal. I would love if Belgium goes through, and hopefully Ronaldo don't score any more goals (laughs) because (laughs) he's really burying people right now in the top Mm -hmm. goal scorer. But I'm going to go with Portugal as well to advance. Uh, I do feel like some of these we're not going to spend too much time on, the next one being that Italy versus Austria.
2: So to Austria just for making – so they, they never even won a game in a major tournament, let alone got to a knockout stage. So for them to actually do it beat, a Ukrainian team that I thought highly of, uh, salute to them. But ooh, this is going to be easy work for Italy. Most of their stars are going to be fit. I'm just – I think the only thing I'm curious is just how Italy's going to set up because they got to decide on Borella Lacatelli, uh, Jorginho, and who, who am I Ovarati. Oh, so who's going to – one of those four will not start – I wonder, will they just immediately put a Verratti in, or they're gonna favor Locatelli after his big game in Switzerland? I guess that's like the one story I'm looking at. But besides that, I think it should be smooth
1: sailing uh, for Italy. Yeah, um, they top to bottom, no no letdowns throughout mm-hmm. any of their matches. Like you said, dominated the whole 270 minutes. It's uh, it, it's Italy here, and I think it's Italy rather comfortably. Mm-hmm. Another maybe three. 3-0 win. Yeah,
2: I just want. Are they going? When they're going to concede? Like, like they, they're not even seeing chances. They that's how dominant they've been. Like, I'm just waiting to see if a team will actually score on
1: them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be if you're if you're Italy here. I think it'd be cool to maybe give up an early goal, to face some adversity.
2: It could be good for them, but. I, I would did it too No, good. I know, I know. I'm saying,
1: like, yeah. in, in, a, in a perfect world, obviously, you don't want to be trailing. But, right. you know, maybe some, like, bullshit tap-in or, like, I mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, a corner kick or something. And mm-hmm. then in the eighth minute, it's yeah. one nothing Austria. Yeah. And you're like, all right, yo, let's see what we got yeah. now that we're going to be tested.
2: I do want to mention, because Italy falls onto this, I wonder how the host countries adjust now not being able to play in front of their home crowd. So you look at teams like Italy, Germany, England. Like, how are they going to adjust now? Because, you know, Spain as well, like, they play three games in their respective cities. Now they got to go play in, like, Bucharest or Budapest or um, Amsterdam. So how they adjust to playing in different stadiums? something to be on the lookout for.
1: While you mention that, that game, the Italian game, is going to be played at Wembley. Ah, good for them. So that game is at one What about Belgium, Portugal? That's what I'm going to next. That game, Alan, is going to be played Stadio Olimpico. Oh, in Italy. De la Cartuja.
2: Okay. Hey, Do you know hey. what that is?
1: So I think that's where Roma plays and
2: Lazio. So Lukaku and Ronaldo will be at home. Did I butcher I the pronunciation? I don't there know. On some Italians online? are going to get mad.
1: Oh, this one is Sevilla.
2: Oh, it's in Sevilla, not so the,
1: Italy. The, the Spangers are gonna get mad at you, bro. Oh, damn. <laughs>
0: oh when
2: you said style
0: Olympic? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: France versus Switzerland. Again, I don't think it needs too much discussion here.
2: Did, quick question: Does it bring back a flashback for you? Let's see if you remember your World Cup.
1: Hmm. Did they play in '06?
2: No, '14. Maybe '06, but I remember '14 vividly. France won like five two. It was, I think, the best France group stage performance I've seen in a long time. They just poured it on Switzerland. Like you rarely see France pub five, but they just absolutely tore Switzerland apart. So that's what that was the first thing that came to mind this matchup. But, yeah, it should be pretty straightforward. I do want to give a quick shout-out to Shaqiri for I, I never seen him score a goal with his right foot. He actually scored a right goal against Turkey with his right foot. Very impressive. He had two impressive finishes in that game. And you know, Shakiri, I think he's now the leading goal scorer all time for Switzerland. You know, even though he has to do it in club a little too well, he's just one of those players that always shows up for his country. So salute to him.
1: Yo, check this shit out Okay. I'm fucking nice, bro Alright, what well, happened here? Switzerland did play France in the 6 World Cup Oh, wow, okay Ready for this? It was the first game of the knockout They tied 0-0 zero, zero. Zidane, Henri, Ribery Wait, group stage you mean? Group stage, yeah, yeah. What did I say, we knockout? Said a knockout, yeah Switzerland won the group Wow With South Korea think, And Togo
2: I know, out of Baylor I think I, like refused to play or something Wow. I don't remember all about you. That was the first tour I ever watched. France
1: oh, advanced to play Spain in the round of 16. Switzerland advanced to play the Ukraine. Oh, wow. that was a bad game. I remember and that. And then France went on to go so, all the way to so the France final. France second place going all yeah. the way to the final. Damn. But, uh, one of the most iconic Zidane games of all time was the quarterfinals against Brazil. Oh, masterclass. You want to talk about just like... Bodying yeah. and violating Brazilians on the field, like, and this is the Joga bonito, right? It's just, right. It's Ronaldinho, everyone, yeah. Ronaldo's still there, and he's Roberto, just like Carlos,
2: Lucio. All those little bit of that. Yeah. I Can't even get
1: my foot up that high. <laughs> just crazy that was, uh,
2: I think, the coming out party for Ribery. I remember Ribery scored in that game. Yeah,
1: no, Henri did.
2: Oh, Henri did. I remember Ribery. Play- Ribery was such a workhorse for that team. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Maluda, that was a young Maluda too. Maluda, yo, he yeah. was my Dude, guy. France, so sick.
1: Yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah man, that was a fun ass team. Henri was my favorite. That was like the last Henri World Cup France. France Henri. Cuz like- that
2: 2010 France team was the biggest disgrace. Like they like they had, I think they formed like a mutiny by the second game and then they lost to South Africa. It was like the lowest of of French football history. But so yeah, some history yeah.
1: here in major tournaments yeah. between these two but, sides, but again, I think France it comfortably. It could be
2: straightforward i th- I'm just curious about you know what kind of changes they made to the lineup. and uh, I think you want to point out Switzerland will have a couple of days extra rest. you know how will that make a difference? I believe that game is
1: on a I want' to say a Monday that game is Monday, three p m Eastern time, and that game is going to be played. It says national arena that might be in Baku trying to look that up oh. for some reason france just oh bucharest oh, okay romania romania yeah by the way bucharest budapest it's a bit of a word play <laughs> two different nations too yeah, like yo, we're imagine we're... you buy tickets for like a, a bucharest oh. game and you end up in budapest like you oh, just fucked man. up on the train schedule oh you gotta be an asshole right? how
2: far is romania from hungary it can't be too far that's a, that's a good question but but I think you would like to see France win by a couple goals. And Mbappé, it would be nice to see him score.
1: Hmm. This one only tells me if they're close from a... Uh... Oh, it's right now. They're, they're borders. Oh, they're borders. Yeah, they okay. yeah, they border each other. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to spend too much more time on this one. It, it should be a bubble, Someone said
2: Switzerland's like the Mexico of Europe where they make it to the round 16, but they always lose. I think that's a
1: good comparison. That's a tremendous comparison, yeah. yeah. Uh, Croatia versus Spain.
2: Oh,
1: so a lot of history here. Third time you like I mentioned, beat them, bro. They, I <laughs> look, they, scored they, put five, they scored five goals after I cut the promo that they're boring and they put me to okay, sleep. We,
2: we got to that. This, this has been the tournament of own goals. The Dublaka goalkeeper, the goalkeeper of Slovakia. Probably the worst own goal I've ever seen in my life.
1: If you want to understand what we mean by the term legend <laughs> in sports, that guy's a legend. He could have caught it. He just Bro. punched it. <laughs> so if you guys didn't watch this clip, this dude takes a shot from outside the box and hits like upper 90. Crossbar, yeah. yeah. The ball just ricochets up into the air. And a lot of times what you'll see a goalie do, right? Tell me not, Alan. If this is the crossbar, it right. like... Tap it over for for a corner kick. Mm-hmm. This legend goes to clear uh, it and he hits it right into his net. Uh, oh my goodness! Then they scored another own goal in the game, like Slovakia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's
2: the problem with the Euros. You got too many unqualified teams. But I ran around that rant for too long. But Croatia, Spain, a lot of history. 2012, Spain beat them, eliminating them in the last group stage. Uh, that was like the end of the Slavin chair, the great Slavon Bilicera shot of them. And then in 2016, uh, Croatia, no Modric, no Mandzukic team was in complete disarray, beating Spain to win the group, sending Spain to the other side. Then they lost to Antonio Conte's Italy. Paris, that was kind of like his breakout moment, game winner. And then they recently played uh, Nations League. If you remember... First game, competitive game, Croatia after a World Cup final, they go to Spain, they lose six nothing. It was like, yo, how they go to a World Cup final and then lose six nothing to Spain? But they got them back in Zagreb, they won three two. So it's 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 been heated the past couple of years, and just given the ties with uh, Modric, I don't know no Rakitic now, and then you know, Ramos, no Real Madrid in general. But you know these teams played a lot over the past, I would say, you know, decade, and you know it's a fun match. It's like two teams that love possession. This is what I'm curious about, like Spain. They've had possession 70-80% in every game in the group's age. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm interested to see, like, can they play with potentially 60-65%? I think they're going to have the ball more in Croatia because Croatia has no issues setting back. But how will Spain adjust? Because I still think they could be uh, pretty good. At, especially, you look at the Like, that Poland game, I still go back to that. They're pulling at three chances, and they could have scored all three. So, I still think Spain back is pretty fragile.
1: Hmm. Well... I, uh, I'm i pulling for Croatia on this one. Um, it'd be cool to see a rematch of the World Cup final. All right. Even though both teams are different, I would yes. say. I think it's fair. Though one team is in way better shape than the other one yes. is. Yes, yes, true, but...
2: It's a, it's exciting. I'm I'm curious if if you if, if you hear this, like if it goes to penalty co uh, penalty shootouts, can we get Rocka and Subasic? Like, can we just bring them on the subs and like win this? And uh, can Spain somehow bring on David de Gea? You want to hear a crazy stat? David de Gea is not starting for Spain, and and one of the biggest reasons why he has allowed the last thirty six penalties to go in. He hasn't saved the penalty since like 2017. So if it goes to shootouts, maybe we could work a couple of things around. But uh, overall, uh oh man, I don't know about this one. <laughs> I'm optimistic just because I don't rate Spain at all. And Maratta, I'm still not convinced by Imperial. I do think Moreno can make a difference. Would and you have
1: preferred a Holland draw?
2: No. I think Spain's good. I still My heart was, I was about
1: saying. to stop that you hesitated that long. No, no, no.
2: no, so. no. I, I, I think Spain could really get Although you got Busquets being back, could make a difference, just bring more slowly to midfield. But. Look, seeing Modric back at his best. You know, Velocic is now in the starting lineup. Be on the lookout for him. Percic continues to be delivering. Um, be on the lookout for this 19-year-old kid. His name is Josko Gavridol. He uh, part of, like, Dinamo's Academy, but uh, Red Bull, uh, Rebel RB Leipzig signed him, like, last year. He's going to play for him this upcoming year. I think he's been, like, one of Croatia's rising stars. Uh, Kovacic has actually delivered his tournament, I think. So, I'm curious to see who has most possession. But you know what? I'm going to go with Croatia. This probably might be too much of a hard pick, but... Uh, I was really, really impressed of how they just, in a big moment against Scotland under heavy adversity, won. And, you know, and Spain, let's see how they played, not being Seville for the first time. So mm-hmm. that's been lookout. But yeah, I'm going to Croatia, but please don't take any betting advice.
1: <laughs> uh, next game is going to be played in Puskas Arena. Ah, legendary. And it's going to feature uh, the Netherlands and the Czech Republic. I think another game we don't need to spend too much time on.
2: I'm curious with the Czechs just because they're all six feet tall. Netherlands are kind of fragile on set pieces. I think it could be a little tricky. I'm going to go Netherlands just because of their firepower. I can see Dumfries lighting it up but as he has been. But, uh, you know, the Czechs, they're a pain. I know we're talking about how boring England is, but I thought the Czechs played a part in that. They're just very physical. So uh, I don't think this is going to be a walkthrough. But ultimately, Holland, I think they they have enough firepower to get through.
1: I, uh... I really like what I've seen from the Netherlands mm-hmm. a lot, and when they when they started that other guy Wallen, right, Daniel, and, yeah, him and Depay had some good chemistry up there, right. and uh, when all the I, I think right now leading candidate, I've been trying to look at it this whole time. I would say he's the player of the tournament for me, man. Right. He's I played really, really yeah. well. So I think I think
2: the best you have to come for De Jong too, Frankie De Jong. Yeah, it was one of the big everyone loves Frankie De Jong.
1: Well, yeah, you know, with him, what sucks is that he went to Barcelona. And when, then, they, when they're in disarray. Yeah, you know, how do you feel about guys joining big clubs? Because me personally, I would prefer being on a team that I could play 90 minutes on.
2: Like consistently. Talking, if, you, yeah, if you're like, 21, 22 years old.
1: Like, yo, Griezmann. Yeah. He don't have the same luster to me like he did Atletico. on Atletico. Where right. he was the man. right. You know, like, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, Atletico is coming yeah. to town. I'm Griezmann. Yeah. It's going to be dope to go yeah. to some see.
2: Some of these players are chasing trophies, though. They understand a team like Barcelona, you're going to be expected to win a trophy or two every season. And just the attractiveness of that, it's like, I got to go for it. And some of these players like, all right, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to get in the start at 11. It might take some time. But mm. you a know, player like Frankie de Jong that was so highly rated coming out, it's like, all right, you do it. Because, like, that Ajax team that made it to the semifinals of the Champions League back in 2018, 2019, he was the star of the show for that. So that's why Barcelona cashed in. And, and yeah, I, I'm still waiting to see a little more from him, but he makes some of these runs. He's just really impressive. And I I think that Netherlands midfield, I don't think it's getting enough respect. Of I think it's one of the best in the tournament.
1: Next up, we got – let's go with Sweden versus the Ukraine. That game's going to be played in uh, Copenhagen. Right.
2: Same as Croatia. Also, they got two. Cra- yeah. Croatia, Croatia and, yeah. yeah. Croatia-Spain, excuse me.
1: Yeah. Oh, my bad. They're playing in uh, Scotland. Excuse oh, me. They're playing so- in Glasgow, yeah. Hampden Park, Sweden, Ukraine. Ooh, that's far for Ukraine. Yeah. Cause, cause, you're right, though. They are playing in uh, yeah. Copenhagen Is yeah. Croatia-Spain.
2: So, so, Ukraine's in a weird spot because they probably thought they weren't going to get in because they only had three points. So, I think they're the only third-place team on three points to get in. So, they're like the last team uh, to get in and... Uh, I'm Sweden. Like we talked a little bit about the surprise of the Torrent, they're getting Kuloveski back, who, who came on against Poland, had two assists. He's like one of Juventus's young uh, up-and-comers, and I, I don't know. I've been, I think Sweden, they're just this rigid team, but they got playmakers. Like a lot of the people are talking about Isak, who's like this crazy dribbling forward. He was like the big star of Real Sociedad. So, between him, Kul, him and Kuloveski, Forsberg scored twice today. Sweden quietly has some firepower. They're not, they're a little bit, they're not that creative. They're more direct. But against a Ukraine team that got completely outplayed by Austria, I think you have to heavily favor Sweden here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, they um I, I like how Sweden has played. They've played they kind of know who they are. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to do anything too chaotic. And they seem to be solid across the board. Like they have a guy at each level defensively, midfield, mm-hmm. and up top. Forsberg has really played well for them yeah. as well. And and that guy Larson, who I was think of oh Henrik, Henrik the great yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the goat right. that guy fucking Celtic legend yeah
2: by the way if uh, Sweden England win that would be a rematch of the World Cup core final I know it was a f- pretty forgettable game but it's something to keep in mind
1: yeah well that game England versus Germany Uh I think this is the biggest like question mark. these are two teams that are a lot of mystery here so I'm financially invested to an England France final Okay. I might do the podcast naked, Alan. Just oh, warning you right now. Please don't. <laughs> Six years down the drain. <laughs> fucking self imposed cancellation. But uh, it's it would be a nice start to the the summer, even uh, though the summer has started. Yeah. But uh look, I I don't want to bite my words, but the roadmap for both of those sides to make it to the final I got that because both needed to finish in first. Mm-hmm. The whole time I was fantasy booking England versus Portugal. Now it's Germany. Should I be happy that it's Germany as opposed to Portugal?
2: I think so. They Germany, they allow a lot of chances. And I know England hasn't been firing, but you got to think at some point with their star talent. These players are too good to be wasting chances. Because you look at Croatia played very defensive. We know Scotland was defensive, and the Czechs don't have much going forward. So I think they're going to be playing more of an open game. Because I just think Joachim Lowe in Germany, they don't know how to be defensive. They're going to try to impose uh, their game plan on them. And I don't, I just think playing three at the back against against England could be a problem. Like I can see Sterling causing huge problems. Sterling's quality had a very good total. Yes, he has. He has yeah. Yeah. yeah, with his pace, I think linked to
1: Arsenal. Out. By the way, you heard this? I. I
2: I highly doubt they could I don't even know if they could afford him at this point. Sterling's is he makes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh with him, Foden
1: I was hyped yeah. to see Arsenal in the mix for a big name for once. For so, once. No, oh, <laughs> oh, that dude uh Saka. Yeah, he, he's good oh, talent. Yeah. 19.
2: Yeah. Uh, they got some talent. Uh, they just need about five more players for us. Yeah, <laughs> but, maybe six. Maybe yeah. six. <laughs> but I think Germany playing three at the back and just I don't know. Germany other than Ganabri and Sané, and Sane. Still, he's come off a down season. Yo, like he's they, they, looked
1: bad ever since he got hurt. Like, I remember when he was coming up, oh, when I he was him. snubbed yeah. from the World Cup team. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this guy might be one of the best players in the world. And, right. like, I, two, I thought Pep was turning him into a superstar, but then yeah. they, they
2: question his work ethic. Like, at, at Bayern, uh, the manager, well, there's going to be Germany manager soon. You know, Hansi Flick was talking about, like, there's times I only want to play with Sonic because he just doesn't run. Like, mm. he just doesn't do the defensive side of the game. So, uh, I just think up top germany they still kind of searching for answers. it's just this isn't a vintage germany team i know they looked amazing against portugal but i just thought that was more of a game plan and they just exploited that right side i don't know i just think england being as defensively sound they are and just the talent they have up front i, I like, i'm not gonna say this is gonna be explosion but yeah, i do think england will win this convincingly
1: well i hope you're right um for financial reasons uh, but also you know what man like I think the England story will pick up more and more momentum as they continue. Because like, yo, can they finally win a major trophy since 66? They're at home.
2: Because you could argue, depending on how you rate the Netherlands, this is England's biggest test before a final, like in terms of talent-wise.
1: I think it'd be very fair to say that. Like if you're England and you get past Germany and you're an England backer, uh, you're an England fan, Mm. I think you should be thinking final for sure. Right. They you can't know. take another semi's heartbreak. Imagine
2: them losing the semis again.
1: <laughs> and at home, it, whoa. <laughs> that's uh, another thing. I, I do
2: want to mention. Last time, one of the more iconic World Cup games. the Last time England and Germany played in a knockout stage game. If you remember, 2010.
1: Dude, wasn't that when uh, Frank Lampard? Yeah. You going like this, <laughs> yo? That ball, that that ball started the like. It hit the crossbar. And it literally like right. if this is the halfway line, <laughs> if this is the goal line, the ball bounced like in here and then ricocheted back out and they said no goal. And uh, it's like, Yo, it it would have
2: been two one. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And the Germany went to when I want to say four one. Oh man. So good time. And the German I don't know, England, Germany always has that big rivalry, even though I don't think they play each other too much. Well, twice, you know, but.
1: there's a there's a dope thirty for thirty on um uh the the history of it's England. England's ties to this is like a. This is gonna get like a, Not I wouldn't say political, but the political side of soccer in the sense that like Argentina, England uh-huh. had their issues. England, Germany has had their issues. Um, England and um, I mean it wasn't really issues, but they highlighted the United States when they played in mm-hmm. two thousand ten. Also the Dempsey goal where. Yeah. Uh, robert green yeah, yeah it just like bobbles it in there so it's just it just shows about like how england because it's the it's the birth of soccer was mm-hmm. was in england right so it's like just the history and the origins mm-hmm. of it um but yeah i'd agree uh, with you man yeah. I, I i rate the netherlands high but yeah. the consensus isn't right. The consensus was yeah. if it goes chalk england finishes first in the group I think that's why also the odds were what they were because you're looking at the roadmap now. Right. You get past Germany, you're thinking, you know, you should get to the final. Right. Uh, I don't know
2: if it's a take. Let me see if you agree. Do you think of all the teams, all the 16 teams left, there's no team facing more pressure in England right now.
1: Oh, un- yeah, there's yeah. no other, there's no other choice in them. Like losing in Germany would be a gut wrench. There's so much into it. It's your golden generation that we talked about. Right. It's you're at home. There's expectations. You're coming off a World Cup where you went to the semis. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not like a Netherlands where you missed the last two tournaments. Now, if you get to the semis, it's like, all right, man, look, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're devastated. We're disappointed. But this is, you know, two weeks from now, we're going to look back and say that was a hell of a run that they went on when you have expectations. Again, that seems to be the theme of this podcast. What your expectations are for a team or your team Mm -hmm. dictate how you're going to feel about them when the time is presented.
2: Right. And you also have to look at the bracket. Like, England was on the good bracket, the World Cup. Remember, they played Colombia, Sweden, before losing to Croatia. Like, that bracket, that side, that was a big thing, man. They lost to Belgium in that last group stage game. Oh, we're on the right side of the bracket. Now, even though coming in first wasn't necessarily the best thing, they do fall on the good side of the bracket. So, Mm -hmm. I think... You never know what these tournaments like when you when you have a get an opportunity you gotta capitalize on it. And I think English fans will always be bitter about twenty eighteen. This is me being a Croatian fanboy just telling like England they really had a chance to make it to the final and then blowing that lead and just completely floundering on their pressure. If they do it again, oh man. Like, I know the World Cup's next year, which is crazy to say, but I just uh, England to me they have to make it the final and and right now they just have to beat Germany given just how mo- in, the instability in Germany and just how much like all just all the talent in England it's like you gotta see a coalesce they gotta deliver.
1: The last game we didn't really preview, but we gotta show love to feel is, good matchup. Yeah, Denmark versus Wales
2: opening up the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, knockout yeah, stage, it's the, it's the first
1: game on Saturday. Yeah. So how do you feel about that game? Ooh. By the way, I, both teams probably happy with their draw. Oh, absolutely. Wales absolutely. is like, all right, Denmark. I feel it. And then Denmark, Denmark only is, three points
2: went through. Yeah, the major credit to them. I think they definitely outplayed uh, their point total. Uh, you know, outperformed. Right, I should right, say. Right, Excuse right. me. Right. Um, by the way, uh, we talked about best goals. That Christiansen goal. I can't get enough of that one. They just that rocket. It was like a. It was. I think the goalie made a nice save. He just see
1: – blasted it. There were a couple of nice goals in those last. Yeah, yeah the uh, first game. Modric too. Ooh, outside, the foot, outside the foot, outside the foot. That was legit, man.
2: Yeah, he's that one. I don't know which one's better, that Argentina one, uh, the Argentina one. Is, ah, is the something. Argentina one definitely. Th- that's what really. More. Yeah, zero right? You guys right, three nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was eighty-first minute. It was one nothing. He pretty much clinched it. But uh, back to this game, I'm favoring Denmark just because I think Wales allows a lot of chances and Denmark. They're starting to hit their peak. And like I remember the stat, like they took 43 shots in the first two games against Finland and Belgium. And Wales allows a lot of chances for them. like even though Wales, I think they have the star talent with Ramsey and Bale. Like they got the game breakers. I just think Denmark's more, I guess, like a more unified unit. Like they they have more solid, especially defensively. I like what they're doing defensively. And they got this young winger. He scored a great goal. I can't pronounce it. I think his name is Dalagard. He scored a great goal against Russia. I think he's someone to be aware of. That was another great goal. Yeah, too. the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, He's a left winger S- at Um, and then I just I don't know. Wales like they they're gonna work. Like both these teams are very scrappy. Like this is a really feel good match because everyone loved Wales in 2016, but now everyone loves Denmark for obvious reasons. But I'm gonna go with Denmark just because I think they're gonna out- work them, and I think this Wales team's a little bit aging. Well, Denmark they're kind of coming through their own.
1: You think we see Erickson on the sideline just, like, supporting the team? Maybe, like, they show a promo. I think, if anything, it'll then. be in the press box, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah Something yeah. like that, yeah. you know? And then they cut and place just goes bananas. It was right. a cool tribute that they were doing where they were doing a countdown at oh. the 10-minute mark. The whole crowd was just erupting. Right. That was pretty sweet. That was
2: really one of the best Don't forget now, but that was really one of the best moments that they were just seeing that crowd in Copenhagen just going wild and them putting on, like, such a great performance against Russia. Like just seeing every goal go in, just the celebrations afterwards, and then finding out that Finland lost to Belgium, so they like go through. Like that was just that was definitely one of the biggest highlights. Just seeing, you know, the whole, whole
1: country coming together in a special moment. Well, there you have it for today's pod. I'm uh, Just gonna be previewing the Euro Cup. Got some basketball coming on uh, the show on Friday. So
2: don't listen if you're a Sixer
1: fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hawks, Hawks, Bucks right now at halftime. Yeah. Um and the Suns are up 2-0 in their series uh, without Chris Paul too which is massive mm-hmm. but uh, could
2: be coming back soon
1: yeah he should be I think yeah. I think they had said that he might miss game 3 also mm-hmm. but then he'll be back for game 4 but at this point if you were a Suns fan or if you were the Suns the one thing you didn't want to happen was to split at home without Chris Paul because then yeah. you lose home court so now at this point you're going back to LA pressure's on them because if LA drops that game you know it's down 3-0 yeah. essentially over but yeah Alan, my man where can they find you if they want to contact you Alan
2: Sterk A-L-L-E-N-S-T-R-K
1: so happy you don't have the underscore anymore it's been long overdue <laughs> at the lame shows you can find me at veterans minimum you can find everything for the show and we we'll catch you guys your mail. I'm coming for real taking that food right off of your grill Nicky too ill can't let it drop and me spill
0: clocking the lane I'm filling the stream I'm here for the spot to be filled. not to be cocky but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills